Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode number 76 of the WP Cafe show with me, Mark Wilkinson, and my co-host, Keith Devon. Welcome along, everybody. I hope you're all well. Um, we've got a couple of WordPressy things to chat through today. And as always, if you have questions for us, for anyone involved in the chat, then please let us know. We'd love to get into your questions. Um, we like it when it's nice and uh, chatty in there. So do 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 that. And do let us know who you are, where you're from, where you're watching from or listening from. That would be great as well. Um, so how's your week, McKeith, to start us all off? We used to do a little... Uh... Been okay, yeah. I've I've don't have any mojo this week. Uh, find uh, find work to be a little bit frustrating. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about some of that. Um, but yeah, but a bit up and down. There's there's some interesting stuff going on, isn't there? And then there's some stuff that's just like feels like a bit of a grind sometimes. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's always so. So yeah, it's one of, one, of, one of those weeks, but it's a beautiful sunny day and I'm going to go for a bike ride after this, so I'm looking nice. forward to that. It is, yeah. it's lovely here as well, really nice weather today, which just makes a change since we've rained for like six months up here, but we'll <laughs> see. But uh, my week's not been too bad, I've been ill this week though, I had a, a day yeah. where I was really rough, just cold and sneezing and stuff and headaches, and then uh, I was a bit better the next day and then pretty much back to normal today, but still a bit. Not, not not chesty, what do they call it when it's up here? Yeah. Uh, congested, maybe, but no. You didn't look no good on there. Tuesday. I thought was it you Tuesday? looked like you were on death's door or something. Yeah, it was... <laughs> well, I've survived. You, you really did that. look great. Do you know when people say you look great and you think it's just a turn of phrase? You literally did. Like, right. it was, yeah. Well, yeah. that's why. Looking, <laughs> looking better now. <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, right, so on our list of things today, we've got... Um, yeah. Blog posts on the homepage of WordPress. We've got um, a bit about WordPress.org, a bit about WordPress.com, um, customer reviews, and getting our email to work. <laughs> yeah. Or not, as the case may be, which has yeah. been a bit of a painful process. So, yeah. Um, so, this first uh, topic is uh, based off of a tweet that I saw from Jamie Marsden, Poodle Press, who has a YouTube channel, does some good, good videos. And he's saying, is it time to stop showing posts on the homepage of a WordPress site by default? And I just thought that was an interesting question because mm -hmm. by default, when you install WordPress, um, it does. The homepage of your site is your blog because WordPress is kind of legacy, isn't it? It's, it's always been yeah. for blogs and therefore it by default shows your latest, however many, 12, is it 12 by default or 10? I can't remember on the homepage of your think. site. Yeah. And Jamie just mentioned, is it time that was not the case? And I assume he means, well, I don't know what he means, but I'm going to assume that he means like a home page is created and that's set to be the front page of your site. Mm -hmm. But with full site editing, do we need that or do we just edit the template for the front page and put the content in there? That's a difficult question, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think for, for me, in principle, yes. It's literally the first thing I do on every site install is to go and set that up. Homepage, set it to the homepage, news page or blog page, set it to the blog page. Mm -hmm. And I know for other developers, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, and for the really cool developers, they'll automate it, I know. But, you know, <laughs> we're not that cool, so we just go and do it manually. Definitely not cool. Um, 
so yeah, but I wonder I wonder what everyone else's experience is with that. Is that something that as people want would like to have changed? Is it something that really doesn't bother you? Uh, it'd be good to know. What do you think, Keith? I, I think hundred percent that needs to change. Um maybe maybe people have statistics that show that people still use their homepage mm. as a kind of blog page more like most of the time. In my experience, it never is. Like no. no. We, we don't well i know we're slightly different because we're we're an agency building websites and it's kind of more kind of brochureware business websites and so you never have you know, your homepage is never your blog page ever in that circumstance um but i didn't know like it, it really is kind of built into wordpress that that is the way um you know it, it always kind of has been like you say you always need to go and change that setting by default it always starts as a blog as the blog page mm. but even even today on wordpress.com you go to edit your home page on a wordpress.com site and the template you're editing is called blog home wow. at least it isn't the theme that i've used which we will be talking right. about in more detail um and it's not a page it's a template and that's the other thing why why isn't the homepage just a page like any other page? Why do we need why do why does it need to be this kind of separate template within full site editing? Um so I would kind of address that at the same time as well. For me, it's just a page like any other page. I you think that might be a legacy be, thing, isn't it? Homepage? In that there's always been a front page template in the themes. Yeah. Because you might want, I, you might want to set it to a page, but it might want a different template to the rest because it's the front page. That's the, that's the theory. But I just me, don't that, really get that, that template though, because yeah. only ever it applies to one page. So yes. I suppose you could argue, why not just edit the template then? Because it only applies to one page. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a bit confusing for users, I think. Templates, well, pages. Ma ma massively confusing for users because you go into your pages list and there's no page called home. Hmm. And it's like, so how do I how do I edit that page? Or, all right, yeah. I've got to go into appearance, editor, templates, blog home to get to my homepage. Like, yeah. But if, just, if, I, your, I, if your if your front page if your front page listed the blog posts, would you still expect to edit that page by going to pages and then editing the homepage? Yes. You still would. Even though you know I it's think not the a page, average user just thinks it's a page. Like, right. what? What else? Maybe not. Maybe not. Don't know. In that case, but for me, that's that's a page, and I just think with full site editing, I just don't get why why that's a separate template when you can do all the things that you would want to do within the page editor. Why do you need to be in the template editor? Like, does the template editor give you kind of extra powers that the page editor doesn't give you? I don't know, but if it does, I want these powers. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, so for, for sure. me, a homepage should be a page. I haven't, unless someone's got a really good argument that it that it isn't. Um, Not sure. And it, no, it shouldn't show your latest blog posts. No, me. it shouldn't by default, definitely. I don't think it should anyway. Yeah. Um, Elliot says, isn't it because the template system adheres to the same principles as classic themes? Yeah, that's where I was kind of getting at. The home yeah. and front page templates are created optionally. and All post content consistently falls back to the index. So... Uh, that that's why I think it happens. Yeah, I think perhaps what we're saying here is that since we've changed things, why why is it not changed with with FSE themes? Yeah. Because I it kind of makes sense. But 
Yeah, I think absolutely it makes sense to maybe have a blog template and maybe you can set your homepage to use that template or something like that. But yeah, anyway, that's yeah. That's what I think. Um, Xlams, thanks for getting in touch. It says, I says, I have a starter environment theme that I can clone so I don't need to set the home and post page when creating a new site. Interesting. And it also, oh, I said that twice. Is that good? <laughs> it's yeah. the same thing. Uh, thanks for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely think it should not be default to show blog posts. It should be defaulted to a page um, called home that sits in the page listing. And I suppose one way that they could get around the fact that you have to edit the template is that they could just make the edit button on that page just go to edit the template. Hmm. So, as far as you're aware, you think you're editing the page, maybe. I don't know. But I do find the yeah. whole templates template parts pages confusing I, yeah not as much confusing for me because i understand themes but if you don't understand that theme architecture and structure that doesn't really make much sense but yeah again within like full site editing so if you're if you're logged in and you've got the admin bar if you're yep. on a page there's an edit page link yep if you're on the home page it says edit site so it doesn't oh, even right. say edit template or edit, edit home template. It just says edit site, and then it takes you to the the template editor for for the homepage. So this is the whole experience. But yeah, like I said, we'll get into it in a bit more yeah, bit bizarre. more depth. But uh, Peter, hi Peter, thanks for getting in touch. Uh, it is confusing. It would be interesting to automatically add a homepage in the page listings that goes to the homepage template when using block themes. Yeah, something along those lines. I think S something. Different to what we've got now, I think definitely. Yeah, would be better. Would be better. Yeah, it just feels to me like with the Gutenberg project, they they've changed things so dramatically in so many ways, and you know, there's this massive kind of <laughs> fuss in the community from people people like us, and I just think if you're gonna do that, and it's just this massive sort of breaking change. Why not take that as an opportunity to like revisit some of these to break a lot like, more legacy ideas? <laughs> like, surely this is the point where we say, "Yeah, we don't really need a blog, not a blog template or a home template, or like we're going to do things yeah. in a, in a new way that actually makes sense for like modern use cases." It just feels weird that we're kind of tied to some of this leg legacy stuff, but you know, we're ripping out loads of other legacy stuff. But maybe it is just a transition, and all this is going to. You know, yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get there in time, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. It, it's getting better all the time, I must admit. So hopefully, yeah. we'll we'll do that. Uh, right, that was that. I have nothing else to to say on that one. Um, next on the list was something I noticed on WordPress.org, which is that the developer section, which is developer.wordpress.org, um, which I think I did a banner for. Show sure. there we go. Um, Ooh, nice. Is been redesigned. And it, I think it's a massive improvement. Um, I don't know if anyone else has had a chance to look at it. Um, it's split it. The homepage of the developer section is split into documentation. And then you've got like block editor, themes, plugins, common APIs, which was nice. So you can get a list of all the APIs in WordPress, like the HTTP mm. API for doing requests. Um, advanced administration. And then the WordPress playgrounds there, which is where you can spin up a WordPress site in the browser to quick, which was uh, interesting. And then there's an API reference underneath that, uh, REST API stuff. Then there's the developer blog, which we've mentioned on this um, this show before, has been much improved. Some really quality articles been 
pushed out onto that blog. So if you've not uh, read it recently, there's lots of good stuff on there, how to do stuff in the block editor. Um, there's a, an interesting one uh, at the moment from Justin Tadlock, building dynamic block-based attachment templates and themes, which I thought was interesting, um, which is good. Um, so it's interesting. It's been redesigned. I think it's nice. I think it's a nice addition. Yeah. Have you seen it? Have you looked at it? Have you interacted? I with? had not noticed that. So no. I was, I don't know when. Do you know, do you know when this was changed? Uh, no, but I think it was recently. Yeah, um, well, in the last couple of weeks, maybe. Um, Could be. Yeah, I think it's. Don't think it's months ago. It's certainly recent. Just noticed a bug on the developer blog where it says where it lists the author of the post. It says bye 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 for every article. <laughs> bye does, bye, yeah. Justin Tadlock. As in, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, really good. I have, I'll have to have a dig around. So I guess I'm guessing the individual pages are, yeah. No, that's looking. I mean, it's looking really nice, and it's it's great to see that um, stuff like this is being is being worked on because I think it's so important. Like we've you know complained Big before about out, yeah. the developer experience is kind of feels like it's gone downhill, and documentation was generally pretty poor. So to see that there's actually even if it's just aesthetic, I mean. Aesthetics is important because you know you have to look at these yeah, pages definitely. and navigate your way around them. So um, yeah, I, feel, I think feels good. I think the content's got a lot better as well. I, I said in a few episodes ago when I was building that um, block, uh, sorry, adding fields to a block, um, I found the documentation to be much improved uh, yeah. from when I had last looked at it probably yeah. 12, 18 months ago. It was quite confusing back then, but it was much better much more coherent and consistent and things like that. So I think I've turned. Yeah. It's, there's definitely a lot of work we've done on it, which is great to see and long may continue. So well done yeah. to everybody who was involved with that. Absolutely. I don't know who you are. I apologize. But if you were involved, well done. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. And thank you. Definitely. That's that's looking looking really good. Yep. Right. Next on the list is yeah. WordPress.com. And I know you've been having some... Um, Positives, yeah. negatives, battles with it over the course of the last uh, week or so. Do you want to yeah. tell us what you were doing, why you were doing it, and what the what the things you I found? I think were? I mentioned it on a previous show. A friend of mine has a new drone business and uh, came to me asking for a website. I thought, I don't really want to be involved in managing it like from mm. a kind of hosting point of view going forward and updates and all that. So, But I, but I did want to keep them on WordPress, partly because I, I sort of know WordPress and Partly, I, did, I wanted to use it as an opportunity just to see what building a website within WordPress is like from a kind of user point of view. Um, so we went for .com, picked a theme. It's called Outland. It's a theme by Automatic. And the first day, I was just like literally my friend Terry who was sitting, sitting beside me. Uh, and we just kind of got things set up, um, started adding some content. Things were kind of looking really nice like the onboarding i think i talked about the onboarding before and yes, it was it's all pretty pretty nice and uh, and it was good and then we met up again uh yesterday and <laughs> i think it started to unravel a little bit uh so we were trying to do some more of the internal pages so yep. previously we just focused on the home page and we pretty much used the homepage template as it was and just put our content in and remove some of the sections we didn't need, but we didn't, we didn't kind of edit the layout of that too much. Yep. And so we were like, right, we need pages for each of the, each of your services. So we were like starting to build the page and then just suddenly everything just became a little bit tricky. So what, what started with a blank template. 
Um, the main, so the, the the first thing that came about while Terry, while I'm sitting with him, is he was explaining how he wanted this page to maybe look. So we had yeah. we had uh, a service, and then he has a list of kind of deliverables for for each of the services, and within each deliverable, there's like how it's done and the benefits to it and stuff like that. Um, so I initially I just put it basically as a list, and I downloaded a table of contents block that I've used before. Yeah. So I had like table of contents block and a little sidebar on the left, and then I had basically all the headings, and you could just like jump jump link down to them. Uh, and he said, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's all right, but like, could we have it as a kind of grid layout?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, here we, <laughs> here we go." And no. I was like, uh, "Sort of." <laughs> um, so I typed grid. Oh, there's a grid block. I'm like, sweet. It's not a. It's not a grid block. First of all, I couldn't get it to go full width. Like I could, I just couldn't get it to sit centrally and like wide in the content area. It just kind of, I don't know. I don't know. So why. F- full width meaning touching the edges of the screen. No, in this case, it was just filling the block that it was in. It just kind of seemed to like take the content, and that was the width of it. Maybe I, if I'd added more content, it would have. I don't know. It was weird. And then the second thing is that I couldn't add more rows. It was like a sink. So it was a, it seemed like a glorified columns block. Right. So I was confused by that. So I'm sitting there as an expert of like 15 years in WordPress telling, telling one of my best friends that I can't create a grid layout. So that was kind of embarrassing. Um, so we scrapped that idea. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then he was like, um well can we have it as a kind of like accordion so if i kind of click on the headings it, it, it kind of shows Expands, the information yeah. for that particular heading and i was like we probably could mate but i've got no idea how so i looked you know is there an accordion block or a tabs block no details block <laughs> yeah but it's not, not very good though is it it's not it didn't look nice it was like super basic um so yeah, again, I was like, he's asking for these really simple things and simple UIs and like and layouts, and I can't deliver them. So kind yeah. of embarrassing for me. Um, so there was that. So we we I just said, look, we'll deal with all this stuff later. We're just getting something up and running. We can finesse things later on. So he was happy with that. We got it looking nice the way, the kind of the way it was with the table of contents and stuff. Yep. And that so that was fine. So we got got that page kind of working. And then I went back in last night just to fiddle about with it again. Because uh, I was like, oh, there's a few things I just want to do. Just Because he was going to replicate that page for his other services. Right. Like duplicate it. So um, I thought, I just want to tidy this up and make that look really nice. Um, so I went in. I thought, right, I'm going to add a call to action section at the bottom of the page. And I want that to be like a full width block. So full width of the screen with a background color. Kind of prominent kind of call to action. Couldn't, couldn't do it. So I set oh, I set my block group. So I set a full width group. Yeah. And it wasn't full width. So it still has margins down the side on the front end. Not in the back end, I don't think, at that point. Although it got it all got very confusing because I was, you know, trying various things to fix it. And I totally lost my way. And it, in the end, after trying multiple things, tweeting about it, trying things that people have suggested, I cannot get it to work. So <laughs> I could make it full width. So what I ended up doing was going to the page template editor yeah. and removing some of the horizontal padding. So it had horizontal padding on some one of the elements. I think it was the overall group block of like five viewport width. 
I was like, okay, so if I remove that, set that to zero, and then I'll control the individual paddings on the individual blocks, and I should be able to do it that way. So it did that, but now what it's doing is because the theme or core is setting some kind of weird negative margin to pull things. So obviously it's expecting there's some padding, and then for full width blocks, it's pulling things back out, but it's not pulling things back out by the padding that's set in the theme. So it's using some clamp, CSS clamp calculation, which I can't add. So I can set my padding as viewport widths or pixels or M's or REMs. Mm. The one I'm trying to override or work with is this clamp function. So I can't, I, so what's happening is at small screens, it was pulling my content outside of the screen, the screen yeah. and centering it. So it's cut off on both sides. I was like, this is absolutely garbage. Like if I can't figure that out, and I can't. Yeah. Like, what hope is there for anybody? I just, yeah. So I was, I started off like, like often happens. I started off quite enthusiastic and like, oh, this is quite. It's come a long way. This is quite. This is quite nice. And by the end, I was like, I cannot do the basics with this. Yeah. This is fundamentally broken. And I don't know if it's just the theme. Like, you would like to think a theme on WordPress.com by automatic, like one of the suggested nine themes is fairly robust. Um, and don't forget, my friend Terry is paying for this privilege. This yep. isn't WordPress.org with some free theme off the off the repo. He's paying like 20 quid a month for, for this well, product. Is the just, theme stopping you from having a, a full, full width block? Because it's, you know, is, is there something in the themes settings and structure that stops, you know, a full width doesn't actually touch the sides. It's got this gap down the side. Is is that in the theme? You know, in the theme, Jason, to say, I don't yeah, know what it be, but well, there is there is some setting in theme, Jason, like use root padding or something rules. There's something right. that you can do as a theme developer. Now, I don't know if that's I don't have control over that as a user though. And you would in the global settings, global styles, maybe. Where do, I don't know where, where that's. I, a, I don't know where that would be though, because you can't control everything in there. I don't think so. I know there is a, there's like a padding. You can go into global styles and then you go into layout and there's padding. I was like, padding for what? Like, for what? It's just a ge generic padding that, yeah. setting. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, yeah. and I, and I changed it and I couldn't see any effect on the front end. It's just like, it's not good. Like, it really, it really isn't. And I, I've quite honestly thought now that I'm going to take them off WordPress.com. I'm going to, get them to get a refund and I'm going to move them to Squarespace because I set up a site for another friend of mine on Squarespace last year and it was very limited, but easy. But it to, just worked. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I still had those things. Yes, I can't do X and I can't do Y, but it wasn't just, it just wasn't broken. Yeah. And then there was like, and, and then I looked at it on my phone. I was like, oh my God, that is what the default kind of menu looks like. The mobile menu. It was just... The most basic, awful thing. Maybe you yeah, need to pick so, a different theme. <laughs> well, it, maybe it was it was frustrating because um, yeah, I've been tweeting about it and I had quite a few replies and stuff. And I got a reply from Rempkus, um, yeah, and he said, you know, which theme are you using? And I I was like Outland, and he's like, oh, I wouldn't have chosen that theme. Why? Or, Why I wouldn't have yeah. chosen a theme like that. I, like what what do you mean yeah like 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 the one that is built by automatic that's a featured theme on the 
on the platform that I'm using. Like, sorry, how was I supposed to know not to choose that theme? I don't. Yeah, and he didn't know. reply. I asked. I asked that. And I was yeah, like, "Why did he say that? And what is it about the theme?" Don't just come in and say things like that and then just bugger off. I was just like, <laughs> "Just leave me hanging." I, yeah, really annoying. I, yeah. I get. I, I like when people are like trying to be helpful and like engage, but like finish the <laughs> finish the process. Don't you know, leave just, me in limbo, please. Help yeah, me. that's what more. Felt like. Yeah. yeah. yeah just... the, the problem I have with the block. I've said this before. You put a group block on the page or something like that, or a blog, and then the alignment doesn't appear. You can't align well, it full width, wide width. It's just not there. So it's like, yeah. And then someone, like most people, have just said, "Oh, we'll just group it in the group again." Why? Well, and then someone I, said I don't, that. <laughs> Brian Cords was like, "You need more groups. Just keep nesting things in groups until it works." <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. what I feel like. It just seems yeah. crazy. And sometimes it seems to work. So you, you know, you put. A, I don't know, an example, put columns block in, and then if you group it, you get some controls that you're looking for. It just seems very strange as to why the that number I don't understand. The need is G plus one, where G is the current number of groups that you're using. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, well. So uh, just a quick question from uh, Elliot here. Um, he said, I think I've heard your concern with the columns block, but can I ask why you didn't use the columns block to simulate a grid? Um, I can answer that. It's because if you have a grid of three, for example, sorry, three columns followed by another three columns followed by another three columns, at some point, the columns block breaks into a two-column grid, and then it'll be one, two, and then an orphan three, one, one two, orphan three. So for me, the columns block is is useless as, as a grid replacement, but um, unless, yeah, unless you're before. using grids of two or four. Yes. Yeah, so even numbers that, of grids, basically. That that that's why. Um, yeah, we've had that before. I I feel like what I need to do is, I don't know, just watch all of Jimmy's like Poodle Press's videos, or ask Brian Gardner, or like I need some kind of course to take me through. This is how you do the the basics, because yeah, it's yeah, Matt, it's I weird. Think- my my issue is when I've been doing it is a lot of the stuff you, you seem to need to have an understanding of CSS more to understand what's happening. Um, yeah. I've seen like people do videos and they're just saying, "Oh, I'm just going to put this block in because it's going to be CSS grid or it's going to be a flexbox item." And I'm like, I don't know what flexbox item is. I have no clue what flexbox is, so it doesn't really help yeah. me. And it doesn't help the common user because they won't know what flexbox is. So it's not about hooking into that knowledge. That you, there needs to be more obvious for me what what's going on to to the users um, for, for the users. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I hope so. I think um, we've had a few more comments. Um, that was a column spot. Sorry, uh, who, someone asked a question. I'm sure they did. Well, Elliot says, "Have you heard of Canva?" <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> To build websites with. Uh, well, we had an interesting chat earlier with a, with a chap who I know from the WordPress London stroke WordCamp London community. Um, and he's moved from, at least partially, from WordPress to Webflow. Hmm. And uh, that was really interesting hearing him talk about, about that. He's very excited about Webflow and what can be done very quickly and effectively. Hmm. It has its limitations, but... Yeah. I just don't want to do it. I do still sort of believe in WordPress and I do I like open source and I like content 
data ownership, but struggling. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I agree with Emily here. I had a similar problem recently. I got confusing because you make so many changes so quickly. I, I'm agree. Yeah. It's so easy to change um, things that you don't know what they are, and then going to then you'll have a problem because it was caused by this thing, but you can't remember where you changed it or what it was doing when you changed it. It's quite quite difficult. Yeah. Uh, Sam says the most annoying thing about the column block. Yeah, it doesn't support wrapping. We've we've had that before. Net, uh, put a column block on top of a column block just doesn't just doesn't work. Um, yeah. Need a grid block or some some something like a proper a grid block, grid block that's actually yeah, a grid, yeah. not flexible. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and Emily also says, but it does seem that blocks in a template versus a page may not have the full width option. Oh. Interestingly, on the template, the homepage template, it works fine. On the page template, it doesn't. All right. And All they were built we differently go. as well. Like the way that they were grouped between those two templates was different. So like the homepage template, I can't remember which way around it was, but I think the homepage template had an over overall group and then the header and footer and kind of content went within that overall group whereas the page template had a group with the header in a group with the title and content in and a group with the footer in so they were built differently why i don't i don't know but not sure yeah um peter says how to do something is so conditional on the environment like what plugins and what themes you've mm -hmm. got and knowing the tricks it's very hard to teach and that's, learn that's really true <clears throat> it is but isn't yeah. that the point of the block editor that it shouldn't be like that it, it should yeah. be easy, <laughs> but yeah, it isn't. I think <laughs> the, the difficulty is from like, if I'm taking kind of cores side for a second, the difficulty is that there's people like us asking for loads of flexibility and we want to be able to do things any way we want. And so when they allow that to happen, people do things any way they want. Whereas if they kind of locked it down and said, this is, this is the way then, yep. uh, it might it might have been more effective, but it would have kicked up a massive stink. So you yeah, kind of can't true. win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right. Um, let's move on from your experience of dot com um, <laughs> to another tricky task this week, and that was yeah, we are things. trying to get some customer reviews. Um, yeah. These are reviews of our RecPress products because. We're doing some work on the website and marketing pages and things like that. And one of the, the key parts of that was to try and get some sort of social proof and get some customer reviews. Mm. And uh, you have been tasked with doing that, Keith. How's I it have, going? Well, I've sent, I don't know how many emails and <coughs> not got any responses. So I don't know. Well, it's a point we're coming to in a minute. Our email deliverability is has been a problem. Um. So I don't know if people are getting these emails. I, I think they probably are. So I basically sent them an email saying, hey, you've been using RackPress for a while now. We'd love to know a little bit about your experiences. Your feedback's really valuable to us. Yeah, and these are people you've already communicated with as well. So they've exactly. already received your emails. Yeah, yeah, we've exactly. They've already had plenty of emails yeah. from from our domain and, and, and that email address. So uh, yeah, so I got nothing back on the first round of trying that. So what did you do instead? Um, so I've resorted to bribery. And okay. I've said in my second email, seems that reviews are really hard to get. I understand you know, that people are busy, et cetera. So here's a sweetener. Have a 20-pound Amazon voucher on us. Please and 
go and fill out this form. So I created a form to kind of hopefully give it some structure and make it a bit easier yep. for them. Um, and yeah, we've had one. I think I sent that out to. I don't know. I was going to say I haven't bought any Amazon vouchers yet. So <laughs> no, and I've had I've had one one response, and it was a really good review. And it was just like, sorry, I hadn't got around to this. Um, obviously, the Amazon the Amazon sweetener did did work this time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I've had one, and I just like I feel like I can't keep badgering these people, but I also feel mm. like we, we really need, need some reviews. And I I honestly don't think it's because they don't like the product. There might be like two out of those twelve that have had a six out of ten experience because like we're learning as we go but i think the vast majority of them seemed at least very very happy with what we delivered so i don't think that that's the problem um yeah but you get you get them all the time don't you from larger companies in your inbox you know and i I just ignore them a lot so to be fair i kind of understand it's it's that it's that task that goes to the very bottom of everyone's list. You know, even if they've left it in their inbox, they're just going to leave it and like, they might never complete it. I, I, yeah. I kind of get that. So yeah. I guess the question is how, what other strategies are there to get some reviews, you know, cause it would be, it would definitely help. I'm not really sure. even more money. Bribe them with even more money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that would work. Yeah. I don't know either. Like, I feel like the email I wrote was, was good and concise and I don't know. See, I think I think maybe it is just a question of unless you've got a really good personal relationship. So say with our like retainer clients who we have been working with for years and mm. you know we chat to them every couple of weeks and we're constantly doing work for them. I guarantee if we ask them for a review, yeah, they might forget about it for a while, but they would genuinely want to do it and intend to do it. But yeah. if it's just a kind of something that's you've paid for it's been set up that's the end of the relationship it's working like there's there's less yeah, of that personal that. less less of that personal touch maybe um, i just i've just got one in my inbox it's not actually a review it's like vote for us in this award thing basically yeah. but it's like vote and you could win a grand so they've obviously gone for the i mean this is a bigger company so they've got far more in that but they've obviously gone for it. instead of we'll give everybody a small amount of money if you do it they've gone for we'll pull that together into one big part and then someone of whoever does a review will win the whole thing yeah and is, is that more of an incentive then to say actually well instead of giving 20 quid to everyone that fills us a nice review in we'll put 200 quid together and then the 20 people that give us a review they might win it all yeah i've thought about that but then i for me i see those like uh your chance to win X kind of thing. And I think, well, I have no idea how, how many people I'm up against. So I can't make that calculation in my head as to whether that 10 minutes is worth it or not. Mm. Whereas if I'm getting a 20 pound voucher for five minutes of my time, I know that that's a good use of my time. Yeah. And I just think I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather do that. As, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm the exception. I'm like, I'm, I'm so surprised that people haven't jumped at that. I thought 20 quid was really generous. <laughs> Well, Emily says include a, li- a link to review your regular in your regular email signatures. Possibly, we don't yeah, do that. We don't. That's I don't really like email signatures. Um, yeah, Elliot said incentivize is the way. Getting testimonials is difficult. Please, people need to give up their time, so do incentivize it. And then he also says twenty quid isn't enough. Two hundred quid, and they'll start rolling in. I'm sure they will. I think that's really interesting, isn't it? Because my gut instinct is like oh, 200 quid. I'm not paying 200 quid for a review. But then you think, well, how much is it worth? 
Yeah. I don't know the answer to that, but how much is it worth? It's probably worth more than 20 quid. I reckon it's worth more than 20, yeah. Don't so where do we, where's that number and where do you stop and say, you know, like two grand for a review? Is that, is it worth it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we did video testimonials a while back and people had to give up like half a day of their time and we didn't incentivize them at all, which was yeah pretty incredible. They were good. Yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. If you can, video testimonials are obviously way more powerful. Yeah. But, but you know. But you put some conditions on these reviews, though, didn't you? What were the conditions? Were the two, conditions? I remember I saw the email and you had two conditions that you said, we'll give you the 20 quid voucher if. Uh, I think it was if they filled out the form reasonably. like right. as in, Not just putting like one word answers in. And yeah. Stuff. I right. said at least like a couple of sentences, per, yep. like a sentence or two per question kind of thing. And I think the other one was just that they ticked the, we can use it publicly. We have to be able to use it publicly. Yeah. Um, no, I think there's only two conditions. Yeah. Yeah, publicly. Um, Elliot's just had a good idea. Different businesses, but we give out a 10% off if you do a review. We could do that. I don't do know if we can do code. that, though, can we? Because we'll once the subscription's a... set up, I don't know if we can discount a future subscription payment. I'm not sure. Because yeah, it happens automatically, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm, don't yeah. know. Yeah, technicalities of subscriptions. Yep. Bane yep. of my life. Exactly. Can I pay by invoice? Can I pay by bank transfer? No, no, no. You have to do it like that because it's too much yeah. hassle otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's enough right. about that. So email, email deliverability. We email touched on there. So yeah, it's frustrating, this, isn't it? It is frustrating. So we use Gmail, as people will know, because I'm sure we've talked about it before. And when we signed up for Gmail, we basically followed the steps that they told us. And apparently, that's now no longer enough. You need to set up something called DMARC, I think it is. Um, yeah. Which I'm not entirely sure what that does. If anyone knows in the chat, let us know. Um, but it's, it's, yeah. I think it's authenticating that the email is coming from the right source. I think that's what it's for. So it's trying to yeah. stop the phishing People emails. And the, yeah, that sort of thing. And apparently... Yeah. Some of the big email providers, is it Microsoft and Yahoo, I think, are basically going to reject any email that doesn't have the correct thing set up. Um, that's my understanding of it. So we've been trying to set up using this DMARC thing. And again, we've just I've done what it is. So we've just been following the instructions in the in the Google's thing. And the first thing to do was to set a DKIM record in your DNS. Mm-hmm. So I went into it, and then you generate a record. It's a text record, and it provides this gobbledygook that you have to put into the DNS. So I copied it, put it into the DNS, and then you press the button that says authenticate, and then it just said error all the time. It just kept saying error, error, error. So it was like, well, it does say it might take 48 hours to wait. So we waited 48 hours. In fact, I think we waited 48 years, and it still didn't work. So yeah. I then thought, well, that's, I've done exactly what it says. So I jumped onto support, Google's G Suite support because i thought well, we're paying for google like, they should be able to help us so the chap there talked me through this and he his suggestion was to change the 2048 to 1024 i don't even know what it is is, is it the length of the the string or the encryption or something i have no idea all right <coughs> so i did that regenerated it uh stuck it into our um dns and that seems to have it seems to accept it and it's now um authenticating it, whatever that means. And that might take 48 hours. What we do from there 
I don't know. Excuse me. I'm going to have to just cough my guts up. Okay. <coughs> yeah, I've got yeah, no idea where we go from there, basically. Yeah, These so hopefully that worked. Work. And then yeah. we can start the D-mark thing, whatever that is. But um, that's the next stage. Um, so, yeah, but it's a pain because I think we, well, we think this has been affecting our deliverability of emails. So you've had suspicions for a while that your email mm. address was going into people's spam folder. I didn't seem yeah. to have the same problem. But more recently, we had a client where we had the conversation with them that they just weren't getting emails. And then not only that, they weren't getting emails from our support one either. Um, yeah. So we were wondering whether that was the problem. And then we spoke um, We spoke with a, a sort of an expert on this, Tim, Tim Nash, you probably know, and he suggested that we were on a blacklist, apparently, uh, yeah. for, a, for the IP address of our server. So that was the website, not the email. So Tim suggested that if we just put Cloudflare in front of it, then that would get rid of the fact that that email, that IP address is blacklisted because it wouldn't have that IP address anymore. And that seemed to help, didn't it, for a while? Yeah, we're not um, on the blacklist anymore when I do the... And we're off the blacklist, so, so yeah. that's a good good sign. But then yeah. obviously the next step is to do to do this. Um, and then the other suggestion was to just change your email, like literally buy a new domain for email, um, completely separate. Don't even point it at a website for anything like that, so it's just completely clean. Uh, and set yeah. that up as well so we didn't we're not against that i just i don't want to change my email i don't know about you i don't really want to have to change that so i'd rather get I don't want to. sorted and I, it, it feels right if we're highrise.digital as our domain to have yeah. keith at highrise.digital as my yeah. email address i I'd, almost feels borderline kind of shady if you don't like i don't know there's just something like or like well, how many times you get an email or... from someone and then you copy the domain bit and paste it into the browser just to see, and then if it doesn't go anywhere and literally doesn't go yeah. anywhere because that's that's the idea of it, I don't know. It feels a bit shady to me, but yeah, I don't love it. <clears throat> so I, I get that technically it's a very very good solution, but uh, yeah, I don't really want to use it. Yeah, a uh, couple of comments, Elliot. Thank you. If you use something like SendGrid, you can monitor deliverability. Open tracking each etc is wild. Uh, I don't know what Sangrid is, to be honest. Uh, it's like Mailgun. Right. It's a email. But I wouldn't use that for... Transactional email kind of server. I'd use that for sending emails on a server. I wouldn't use that for like personal email, or, or, or would you? I don't know. I guess you could. Pass. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Cameron. Hi, Cameron. Uh, I've been having email delivery businesses. Two SPFD mark are all set up. It refuses to send to at Gmail addresses, but will go everywhere else. Weird. Yeah. You've got further than us then, because you've got all those records or things. Yeah, exactly. Are they set up correctly? I suppose is the question. Like, is Gmail rejecting them because there's an issue with them? But yeah, your guess is as good as mine on that. I'm sorry. Um, And then Elliot also said your host should be able to identify where you are blacklisted, and they can make a request to get it removed. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. the host is is us essentially. It's DigitalOcean, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where it sort of falls down a bit. That we're we're not kind of with the host because they uh, no one there to help us as such. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get there eventually, but we haven't got much time apparently. Yeah. (laughs) So if anyone wants to come and fix our email, send us an email and we might get it. (laughs) Twenty quid Amazon voucher for anyone who. uh... (laughs) We'll stretch it to twenty five. Okay, it'll be generous. (laughs) All right, let's wrap it up. We've gone for, gone for a long show. We're, we're turning into like rambling old men now, aren't we? We're going going long with these these episodes, but it was good. 
Thanks for everyone for uh, for joining us, for watching along on YouTube, for listening on the podcast, for maybe watching on Twitter. Sorry, X. I know that's a thing as well. Um, so if you want to get in touch, we do love to we do love to hear from you. You can catch us on Twitter at the WP Cafe Show or at Keith Devon or at WP Mark. Uh, we always love to love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll be back next week, same time. See you there. Bye bye.